1: Hi, everyone. I am Karolina Todt, and this is the Level Up Engineering podcast. We have a new sponsor, Apex Lab, since we have this awesome setup here in the studio. And today is my pleasure to welcome another seasoned technology leader, Dan Lines. Today, we will talk about an awesome topic, which is about how engineering leaders should really make an effort to communicate their team's impact to the company at large. Welcome, Dan.
0: Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm totally stoked to be here. This is going to be awesome.
1: Yes, I hope so, too. Um, Dan is co-founder and COO of Linear B, and I will allow him to tell us a bit about the company. And he's also host of the Dev Interrupted podcast, which has been going on since 2020. So uh, please, Dan, introduce yourself to our listeners who may have not met you before. What should we know about you?
0: Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for the warm intro. Yeah, my name is Dan Lines. I am the founder uh, of Linear B. I do have the Dev Interrupted podcast, all, all of that kind of stuff. But really, to get to know me a little bit and my vibe, I was that kind of kid growing up that uh, was always trying to start a company. I was kind of that entrepreneurship type and it depends how old you are, but I grew up in the 90s and I was the person that was either selling CDs when we used to burn CDs back in the day. I used to build computers and sell, you know, computers at my school. So I always kind of had a little side gig going on. Um, I did go to school and got my computer science degree. So I am formally trained in that type of thing, but I'm also... The type of person that's worked at startups my entire life. And even before I founded Linear B, my last role, I was the VP of engineering of a cloud security company, you know, had about a hundred people on my team and we were acquired by Cisco. And I learned a ton of stuff about being an engineering leader there it was really hard. And actually that experience is what allowed me to found Linear B. And other than that, just like the human side of me, I have, you know, I'm I'm married, I have my wife, Lauren, I have a three year old daughter, I have a baby, a new one on the way any day from now. And that's why, you know, usually we don't do this on podcasts, but I have my phone on in case my wife is giving me the call saying, hey, the baby's coming now. So it's wow. a li- little bit about me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, While I do hope that your baby is not going to drop on the way uh, while we are having this conversation. So on to today's topic, um we will talk about how engineering leaders should help their team get recognized within the larger side of the company and how their team's impact can be realized within the leadership. So let's start with that. Um, before, before we get into the deep dive, what are some of the, the tips that you, that you want to get out there?
0: You know where I, I would start is We're kind of in this golden era right now. We're in an amazing time for engineering leaders. I don't think, honestly, there's been an ever better time to be either like a VP of engineering, a manager, a director, that type of person. And the reason why is a lot of companies around the world right now, they're product companies. What does that mean? Software is key to their success. And when software is key to your success and you're an engineering leader, it means that the business is relying on you more and more and more. So a lot of what we're doing at Linear B, we kind of have this concept. It's like we call it the dual mandate. Most of us who have been in engineering for 30 years, when we created our craft, it was all around Okay, what's the quality going out of the software? How efficiently can we get it out there? How's production running? You know, you're going to look at some of those metrics like cycle time, change failure rate, deployment frequency, all of that stuff. And that's wonderful. And we should keep doing that. But now we're in this era, era where the other side of the dual mandate is actually called business alignment. And that is about how me as an engineering leader, how do I contribute back to the business or how do I impact the business? And we can dive into there, like as far as you want to go. Some of the things that I see the most elite engineering leaders in the world are doing, they would do something like this. They would say, hey, I'm coming to my executive meeting every week or I'm coming to the board meeting. And I'm visualizing for the executive staff, our resource allocation. What are we investing into? How many people are working on each project? Are we investing into things like keeping the lights on versus new value versus feature enhancements? What are our goals around that? I mean, that's one place that it starts and... I've seen an evolution in the industry. If you're listening and you want to be like, you know, one of the top 10%, you know, let's say engineering leaders in the world, that's the kind of stuff that's happening now at the executive table. And that's, you know, one, one kind of thing that I'm passionate about that I think we'll dive into here today together.
1: Right. I love this topic because usually we talk about um, how... The leadership should communicate the company vision to the developers, and and how should they should be given motivation through them building the product and uh, stuff like that. But now we are flipping it around and talking about how a good leader should actually make their teams work visible. Yes. Um, so why do you think it's important for, for engineering leaders today to, to go the other way around and show what their team is doing?
0: Well, one of them is more like kind of like a, a personal, I don't know, mission that myself and my co-founder Ori are, are on. And it's honestly it doesn't even have to necessarily do with, with Linear B, like our, our company, um, even though we supply a lot of this stuff. We love seeing engineering leaders actually have a real business seat at the table. And what, what does that mean? A lot of us, at least when I first started in, in the industry, it's like engineering was thought of, oh, yeah, they're, they're that team that we tell them what to do and they go build the stuff. And hey, we don't want to get into the details. Just tell us when it's done. And all the grown, you know, quote unquote, ups have a seat at the business table. And they just tell engineering leadership what to do. And that's not the case anymore. And we're seeing more and more engineering leaders now actually become CEOs, right? And start some of the best companies in the world. The CEO came from an engineering background. And even if they're not becoming a seeing CEO, we're seeing engineering leaders actually now drive the business. And there's two things that the business really wants from you as an engineering leader. One thing is that first, first thing that I touched on, okay? The business is saying something, hey, your team is actually probably the largest within your organization. And it costs the business the most money. In salary, right? You have hundreds of engineers. You have millions of dollars under you. And now you also, hopefully, as an engineering leader, understand what the business goal is. Is it to increase ARR? Are we trying to increase revenue? Are we trying to retain our customers more? Are we going up against you know competition and we need to differentiate ourselves? So show me the business as an engineering leader how much you're investing into each one of those areas. What percentage investment are you putting into this new value, which is gonna help us make sales, versus feature enhancements, which is probably gonna help with retention, versus investing into your own developer pipeline. And you can actually now, this is what you do with Linear B, come with that data, visualize and set goals, and just having that basic conversation is gonna get you a seat at the table. Imagine coming to you know an executive meeting, right? And saying this to the CEO, something that sounds like this. Hey, I understand that we need to grow our ARR. So like our revenue by 2.5 X this year. That's what you told me. What I'm gonna do is allocate 60% of our engineering resources into new value development. Do you agree that's what will move the needle for the business? Or do you want to change that percentage allocation? You come to a meeting like that, you come to a board meeting and start talking like that, they're going to say, whoa, this person really gets it. They're not just like a code monkey that goes and executes whatever we tell them to do. They are driving this business in the way that that we want. And so like, I I have like a personal passion to elevate engineering leaders into that conversation.
1: I love that. And um, while you were just explaining that, I thought to myself, you know, I also have that um, older picture of engineers who don't ever turn the lights on and um, don't really come out of their little basements. And they don't really care for, you know, What's the business doing, or, or how we are going to drive sales? They care about whether or not it's written in Node.js or Java or.NET or whatever. But I think it's also the maturity of engineering is, is becoming to the level of the business. You know, like businesses have been around for yes. quite a while, but we are just now realizing the true potential that software is bringing to every kind of business. It's engineers who are open to understanding how the business works and who are open to making an impact on the business that they're working on. They are the people who are going to be most successful in communicating what their team's impact is. And I love how you put it. um, Even though you are an engineering leader, you should pay attention to whatever the business is doing and help the business succeed in their desired goals. I wanted to switch gears a little bit and say, these are C-level executives or or VPs of engineering. Do you have some sort of a tip or or idea as to how to help elevate engineering managers or tech leads who want to communicate their team's impact but aren't necessarily in the boardrooms yet?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know what I really like to focus on is I like to focus on project delivery at kind of that team leader level and that director level. And even more important than just project delivery, predictable project delivery. So what does the business need from a director of engineering or a team leader? They wanna know when is the project going to be delivered and is it going to be delivered on time? And you've, of course, like whenever you're talking about like a project, always sprinkle in, hey, the purpose of this project is, you know, we're going up against big competition and this project is to, you know, combat that. Or the purpose of this project is, hey, we're having quality issues in production. It's causing customer dissatisfaction. You're working on this project to help our customers. So you always give that context. But with a director or like a team leader, if you want to impress, you know, the business or make your people feel, I think, like amazing about that work, it's all around predictable delivery. How often are you delivering on time when you say you're going to? And a lot of the metrics there that I like to look at are some of those agile behaviors. So we, we talk at, at Linear B, this is something that like our product shows, like the planning accuracy and the capacity accuracy. You as a director or a team leader are in control of that. Planning accuracy is saying, are we accomplishing the work that we said we were going to accomplish within a sprint? And capacity accuracy is, we said we could do a 100 story points worth of work. How many did we actually do? And what I find is the most elite, um, I would say, directors or team leaders are very, very sharp on their planning and capacity accuracy, which allows them to deliver on time, which allows them to get their them and their people recognized by the non-technical fo- folks. Those people, the non-technical people, appreciate projects that are amazing, high quality, delivered on time. So that would be my, my advice for like a team leader.
1: What uh, do you think, because, you know, these metrics are very useful for for people who actually understand some of engineering methodologies. Um, but maybe if engineering leaders want to communicate to the different departments that are available within their company, uh, do you think that these would be the best metrics? Or do you think that there would be other things that engineering leaders could use to communicate the impact that they're having?
0: You know what's so, so funny about it? Like my favorite, you know what my favorite organization is? That's not engineering or product.
1: What is it? It
0: is. It is sales. These guys and girls have so much energy and appreciation. They really do for engineering because their livelihood If you're working in a product company, their livelihood is how great the product is. That's what they sell usually. And so when you give them as an engineering, let's say team leader or manager, any taste of like almost how the sausage is made, I actually find they don't run away from it. They love it. And I'll give you an example. You go to like a few guys or girls in sales. I know engineers and sales usually don't connect that much. And you say, hey, I just want to let you know some of the KPIs that we are tracking within engineering because it helps deliver features on time for you. And again, there's two of them. There's planning accuracy and capacity accuracy. And I'd love to share those metrics with you. Let's say over Slack, we're going to post them at the end of each iteration and you got you all can look at them the amount of like enthusiasm and celebration for like hitting the sprint on time or doing a really good job in planning goes up and they start asking cool questions oh okay cool what were you working on oh it was that feature oh this customer that i'm working with really wants that that's really cool they like encourage you so I actually see this amazing chemistry and I've even seen it to the point where the salesperson starts saying on their sales calls, we have one of the best engineering departments in the world. I want, they're saying it to their customer, right? Because they're usually making promises to that customer on feature delivery. Yeah, we track all of this. We have our resource allocation. We have our cycle time. We have our planning accuracy. We have our capacity. And now you just went as like a team leader, a director. From, again, doing some great engineering work to actually being a sales differentiator. That's how much I've seen it work. So it's, yeah, that's like a little story that I like to tell.
1: I love that. Um, I, I got really, you know, like enthusiastic about it as you were just saying that. Um, <laughs> so um, as we know, it's communications, communications, communications. Um, what are some of the platforms? We talked about boardrooms and we talked about making the call to maybe the sales department. Um, how else do you think engineering leaders should approach this communication matter? And especially in our remote or or slightly remote or return to the office remote kind of um, work, what, what are some of the channels or tactics that you think um, engineering leaders should employ?
0: Well, for, first and foremost, especially in a, a remote environment, the language of communication that everyone can understand. It's like, so I'm in the U S you're in Hungary, right?
1: Right, right. right. You're in
0: Hungary and I might have developers all like when I was a VP of engineering, I had developers in Israel. I had developers in Ukraine, UK, East coast, the language that everyone understands is actually data. Everyone can read data in numbers And so I, the best communication that I see is a data-driven communication on some of these KPIs. And there's a ton of other ones that we talked about. And there's a lot of platforms now that do that for you. My company, Linear B, honestly, is just one of them. You can use Linear B for free. We have a ton of competitors out there too. Go look at the space. It's called software delivery management. These are all these tools that give you this kind of data out of the box. So kind of like, uh, I don't know, the love language, I think, is data, <laughs> right? Everyone has a love language. Ours is data. And when you go and communicate data, a lot of times in a re- remote environment, like we're using Slack. I'm sure like everyone's using Slack or something like that. You post those types of KPIs. They're easy to consume. So that would be my advice. Like data is the way to talk.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So would you say if there is an engineering leader listening to us and um, perhaps they haven't really made an effort into communicating what their team is doing and they are now fired up about our conversation, um, how should they go about it? Uh, what do you think should be the first few steps?
0: First of all, before you start you know, sharing data around make sure that you're talking about it internally within your own organization, okay? You don't wanna just go and start sharing data and everyone else on your team is like, wait, what is this data? So the first thing to do is you baseline, you talk about it internally with your team, you set some marks, you make it comfortable. And there's three areas of data that you, I usually like to uh, measure. We talked about some of the business alignment stuff, but I just want to call out there like developer experience, DevX, that's a whole category of data that's very important. How long are developers waiting for builds? How long are developers waiting to push their code? How much time are they spending in meetings? All of that kind of stuff. So there's this whole data set around DevX. That's one set of data. There's another data set and it's made popular by Dora if you've heard of that, that's like your deplo- that's like your cycle time, your deployment frequency, your change failure rate, your MTTR. This is measuring the flow of code. That's another category of data. And the third category of data is what we started with those business objectives, project delivery, capacity, accuracy, planning, accuracy, resource allocation. So that's the world of data. OK, and what a lot of engineering leaders are doing now is what they're calling a software metrics program. So they're saying, okay, I'm going to start this metrics program. It's totally internal. Those are the three things I'm going to measure. And I'm going to start reviewing it with my team and my developers. That's where you start. Next stage is I'm going to start talking to the company about it. But you start, start with yourself. Yeah.
1: Awesome. So first of all, start internally and then make sure that your team is aligned with what you're... Um noticing within your organization, and then communicate with your team that you're going to share some of this data with the rest of the company. That's right. Awesome. Awesome. And of course, uh, as you said, engineering leaders should definitely reach out to other departments and uh, see if they can translate these data to the benefit of other departments as well. I love that idea. Absolutely so uh we talked about some metrics and uh we talked about some of the of the tools of course you you have a tool that is um capable of uh, creating such data um Can you tell us a bit about that um how should they go about um finding a software that they want to use or what is it that you think your software is different, different in?
0: No, yeah, I mean, so yeah, but our, our company is called Linear B, but, and I, I honestly think we do have the best product in the space, but I want to let everyone know that this is a full industry. There's worthy competitors out there. There's lots. So if you type in, like, go to Google and type in software delivery management, you'll see that there's uh, there's a ton of investment money going into here, like investors. We're a highly invested company. We have competitors that are highly invested. i more, more so on, on your show, just want to like raise the community awareness that there's a lot of tools out there. Some of them start with the Dora metrics. Some of them start with that resource allocation. Some of them start with developer experience. Like our our platform, Linear B, you get all of those. You can try it for free. But there's other free tools out there. So I would just like, first of all, just encourage everyone to go explore, try them out. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there.
1: Definitely. It sounds like this is a real, you know, industry sort of. It's not like, oh, you should always communicate what your team is doing. It's more like, there are data through which you can actually make your team shine within the organization.
0: That's a, that's absolutely right. It's all about, you know, advocating for your team, showing the impact of your team. And, and honestly, the next step after all this data is improving, right? And then improvement. Uh, like, like, those are the steps.
1: With that said, um... I am sure that you can make mistakes when you are communicating your team's impact or even when you're measuring um, the productivity or, or trying to gather data about your team. Um, and who would be a better person to ask? What do you think are some of the mistakes that engineering leaders should avoid when getting into a venture like this?
0: <coughs> There's two off the top of my head. First of all, never measure developer performance. It's not interesting. Oh, how is this developer doing versus that developer? Nothing that I said in this podcast is about developer measuring developer performance. You know, for me, that's like an HR thing. You know who's doing well, who's not doing well. So one of the mistakes I, m- I make is people equating what I'm saying to measuring developer for performance. And it's not that, I don't advise to do that. And the other thing that that I don't advise to do, there's a few metrics that are a little dangerous out there. Velocity is one of them. If you've heard that terminology, like how many story points did we complete in this sprint? When I was talking earlier, I was talking about percentages, like planning accuracy and capacity accuracy. That's a percentage of commitment. But you never want to go and show your CEO, oh, this team, they did 100 story points this week. But last week, we only did 75 story points. No, story points are a subjective data. It's an estimate. And it leads, again, to this performance conversation. So my advice is kind of like stick to what I said. It's around allocation and project delivery. It's around developer experience. It's around the flow of work out to production. But it's never around developer performance.
1: You have also talked about how... um this kind of um, perspective really allows engineers to connect with other departments um, can you can you give us maybe another story where where engineers actually made a difference when when communicating what they're doing or or where some misunderstanding was maybe Cleared up because the engineering leader decided to communicate what their team was doing.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what? the The only story that I can think of is more like the founding story of like wh- why I founded Linear B. At the last company that I was at, which was like a great company, it was called CloudLock. We were eventually qu- acquired by Cisco Systems for mm-hmm. a lot of money. It was a success. And I, when I was the VP of Engineering there, I had about like a hundred. Uh, engineer engineers on the team and I was sitting on the executive uh, at the executive table and all of the other executives came with data it was like the salesperson had all this sales data right close rate percentages all this stuff marketing had pipeline generation lead generation even HR they had like people analytics data like they'd send out surveys and like how happy are our employees and it was so weird because for me on the engineering side, which we kind of deal with data all the time, like what's the database performance, web, you know, page load speeds, all of that. But there was no data that was kind of showing the worth or like kind of like how well we are working as an engineering organization that I could present back to the business. So the, that is actually why I founded Linear B. Because I, I was kind of collecting that kind of data in a spreadsheet that some of my engineers were helping me to collect so we could say, hey, look at all the great stuff engineering is doing. We have KPIs, too. We track our, you know, organizational performance. We care, too. So the, that's the only story that com- comes to mind for me um, is, is our founder story of why we started Linear B.
1: I love that and then here came a, a great product where where you can help other engineers collect the same kind of data so they don't have to deal with uh, creating their own spreadsheets.
0: Yep. You got it.
1: Uh we've had quite a conversation um thank you for your energy in in this we we talked about how engineers should really or engineering leaders should really pay attention to how they show up in boardrooms and what they communicate in boardrooms. We talked about the kinds of data that they should measure, how their engineers are doing, or or how they are experiencing their development. Uh, we talked about how we shouldn't um, at all measure the productivity of each and every individual contributor because that's not going to be productive when it comes to the engineering organization. We also talked about how um, engineering leaders should go ahead and reach out to other depar- to departments um, within the organization so that they can create more allies for themselves and ultimately create um, a better company together with, with other um with other departments or department heads. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience when it comes to communicating, um, your engineering team's success?
0: No, I, I think I, I would just say like, you know, the, the passion for us, we would love to see more engineering teams and leaders, you know, rise up, make that business impact, be a part of the business, share your KPIs. And I, I, I think like, um, The world will have even more like incredible inventions and these amazing companies if we can do that.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for joining Level Up Engineering. Please tell our listeners and watchers where they can follow you or your work.
0: Yeah, you can check out linearb.io if you want all those metrics. Uh, that I talked about. You can get them for free there. And then also you can check out the Dev Interrupted podcast. It's like a podcast similar to this one, Help Engineering Leaders Succeed.
1: Kent comes out every week. That's right. Thank you so much for for joining Level Up Engineering. Um, I hope that we can talk again. And uh, thank you for joining us.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dan. And thank you for staying with the Level Up Engineering Podcast. This was one of the first episodes since we have our new sponsor, Apex Lab. Check them out at apexlab.io. And also, if you like this episode, share it with a friend of yours. If you like us, please rate us up to a five-star review on your favorite podcast channel or YouTube. Today, my guest was Dan Lyons, CEO and co-founder of Linear B and also host of the Dev Interrupted podcast. We talked about how engineers shall really communicate the impact of their teams. I am Carolina Toth, and I hope to see you next time. Thanks for staying with us. This was the Level Up Engineering podcast by Apex Lab. Check them out at
0: apexlab.io. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Our content
1: and share your thoughts on this episode. See you next time.